Y'all, welcome back. I am so excited. Uh, so many reasons. I can't even get to all of them. Uh, mostly, last week was a, a pretty serious topic. Um, if you haven't listened to the show before, that one's not a good one to start with. But in case you're interested, it's a, it's a, it's a deep dive. But this week, we got three amazing women on the show. So we're going to lighten it up. We're going to talk about QAnon and uh, Flat Earth is mostly... <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Yes. Uh, definitely. Tell me out. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that is Jenna, a longtime friend of mine. I've been trying to get her on the show for years. She's very busy. She's a very, very busy person. I'm so excited you're here, dude. Welcome to the show. You got 43 and a half minutes. It starts now. Ready? Go. <laughs> also, you can have as much time as you want. Now we're gonna be we're gonna be very professional. We're gonna nail this on 60 minutes. We've never once done that, but maybe I feel good about tonight. <laughs> um, I, I genuinely I am so excited to have uh, tonight's guest back, or at least one of tonight's guests uh, back. Krissa, you genuinely uh, you are as of like last week now the number three most listened to episode of this podcast. Woo! You, wow. you knocked off the women's appreciation episode. So, uh, Carissa, why don't you appreciate women, I guess, is, is kind of the question. <laughs> <laughs> On the last day of Women's History Month. <laughs> I, <laughs> I couldn't disagree more, but I, yeah, that's, wow. I feel like a mini celebrity. What are the, what is the number two and number one? Uh, number two is you, Ash, and number one is Meg, Meg uh, McCammett, in case y'all ever want to go back. Uh, Ashley's All episode right. Ashley's episode so, was the first forming of our super team, which is uh, I, I've loved till this day. So I, thankfully, we get to keep that going. Ashley is here tonight as well. Um, Ashley, where where you been, man? What's uh, what's been going on with you? I am so stoked to be back. Um, I have been on a brief hiatus, so for all you listeners who have missed me, here I am. I'm I'm gonna keep it kind of uh, succinct and just say that 2021 has definitely lived up to the uh, hold my beer meme. <laughs> you know, I've seen that one. Man. Um, Man. Yeah, in between, you know, just some just some family health stuff. Um, things are going okay now, but it was you know a little scary there, touch and go for a minute, and um, the snowvid apocalypse, snowpocalypse that we suffered through in Austin after that. And then I went through a little bit of a breakup since the last time we spoke. So, you know, it's been it's been a year so far. But hey, we're Dude, we're trucking through. New, new quarter starts tomorrow. I text you <laughs> I text you earlier because if I can't lie, I I instantly was like, that guy's an idiot. How did what a fool, yada yada. But I, I need to reel back because that feels like old school. It, incorrectly paced patronizing because if you liked this person for however many months you let, he must not be a horrible person. Like I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to undercut your judgment of a human being. But still, I appreciate that. I, I yeah. sincerely appreciate the um, old school. You have my back so, no matter what attitude. So I'll take it. I have to, man. I've known you forever. <laughs> yeah, and it's very flattering and very sweet. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, I'm, you know, there's, there's things that we can talk about in this conversation that I'm, you know, comfortable. I'm not going to, you know, it's not worth it to go into details. It was a five month relationship. I got a lot out of it, learned from it. Um, it was an amicable, for the most part, goodbye. So yeah, I mean, we can, we'll see what comes up in this conversation. Well, good. I, you know, at least it's, you know, it's something to grow on. Uh, mm -hmm. Carissa, how about you, man? Well, what's, uh, what's your current status? Status is single. Um, I've been single for a, a couple of years now. Um, and honestly, COVID, I don't know, 
if if Jenna, if you're also single or what what the other uh, folks situations are, but uh, we are kind of hunkered down here at home, uh, my dog and I. So I haven't been putting myself out there too much. There are a couple of things going on. I mean, of course, my phone isn't dead, um, but uh, I've got some interesting little situations that we can dive into, I'm sure. Okay. I'm intrigued. And then, and Jenna, same question, man. Where are you these days? You got like six, seven dudes or what up? I can't even count on one hand. <laughs> really, include my toes. No, um, I am single and ready to mingle, I guess is the quote. We have so uh, many listeners in Tyler, Texas. So many, I mean, listen, Tyler, there's about three roads you can live on that the young girls are on. So here I am. Is that, wait, is that me. true? Wait, are you kidding? There's three roads of like young people? Yeah, so there's like 100,000 people, but there's, oh, a university, right. there's a couple universities, but I mean... There's not many places that are pretty popping around here, in my humble personal opinion. So I'm probably one of like five places that you are also probably at. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> how, but I agree. COVID. How, like, I, you know, I, I'm married, have been forever. How would you even go about, like, well, actually, if you don't mind my asking, how did you even meet your most recent dude? How, how does one even do that today in the weird yeah. time that we're in? Good. Um, it, it's sort of interesting because it totally falls into the, the COVID world. We met... March of 2020, literally the week before Austin got shut down. Whoa. So we did not date for a year. We, um, we texted a lot, um, throughout the month of March and we were talking about getting together, but that was when nobody obviously knew what the hell was going on. So, um, it, I let it fall off to be perfectly honest. He'd asked me out a couple different times and I just, it, it died. Um, and then as the world started to open up a little bit more over last summer, especially in Texas, um, we reconnected at the end of August and, um, then we both had stuff going on. We really officially kind of started dating in October, but had we not met through mutual friends at a house party a year prior, you know, that probably, that definitely wouldn't have happened. Hmm. What are the odds, Chris? Are you also at this house party? Because I feel like that's how Ashley met you. So maybe that's just Ash's entire social story. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oddly enough, I was not at that house party. I I was probably like cuddled up with my dog. As you something. do. And what's funny is a lot, like actually Carissa is one of the only two people I know that met him because a lot of our, I mean, our dating was here in my apartment. So. I would imagine, or or maybe I'm I'm wrong here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does that lead you to get to know somebody even faster? You don't have distractions, like you can't go to the movies. You're not, you know what I mean? Like, is that? Do you dive in? No, totally. I definitely. I in retrospect, I thought about that a lot. Um, it is a, real, a weird time in the world. It, it's twofold. I think on one hand, you get to know somebody really well. On the other hand, you lack having like outside experiences. We dated for five months total, so. Hmm. I think if the world had been quote unquote normal, we would have probably more of my friends would have met him and got a read on him. Probably would have, you know, we talked about meeting my family at some point, um, you, you maybe take a trip or do something like that, that kind of builds experiences. Um, and there were quite a few quarantine periods that we went through. We dated through the holidays. So there was um, Thanksgiving and Christmas and in order for me to see my family and him to be safe, we like separated for 10 days before those big events. So we would talk on the phone a lot, but um, it was actually, yeah, it was, it was hard to find time to see each other all the time. 
that's surprising. It, it during a quarantine, it, it was harder to find. Like that's just so. Well, I mean, there's you know, but because of it, yeah, that's, that's but he's oh, a yeah. single father and blah blah blah. So interesting. So yeah, he had his own kid. Wow, that's got to yeah. be so so. Ha- have you guys? Have any of you guys tried like the online dating thing? Like I've heard that even Zoom dates are a thing. Like, have oh. you guys ventured into this world at all? I mean, Joe. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> You've been out the game for a little while. <laughs> so long, dude. I did. I've been out the game since before Tinder existed. So I, was I, am, say, I am. I don't. I, dude, I don't you know. Think, yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure you weren't around, or you weren't single when nah, Tinder was. I ain't even been. Can you give us a timeline? When when did you start dating your wife? I met what her junior year of college, man. Okay, like yeah, 2006. Wait, like, like the only online dating was like probably just like Match.com or like whatever yeah, those maybe ones, those ones were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no maybe. apps. It no, was like I didn't even have a smartphone. Online. Smartphones yeah. didn't exist, or they might have no, rich people. Totally but like for, for you know us, I didn't have one. So like I genuinely don't understand any of this. Have you? So you guys have then? How does how does it like? Okay, break it down. How do you even? choose the person what about a person's i I guess profile stands out to make you go all right that guy Uh, for me it's almost like what stands out that you don't want like it's way easier to swipe left because you glaringly have something that you're like hell no like like it makes it easy so it's just red flags you just look for the least amount of red flags is that what we're (laughs) kind of but at the same time, like, it's all just, you never know if it's, I mean, if it's really them or really not, you know, like, if they're just giving you who they want you to think they are or who they think they are, but then you're like, listen, your six foot and my six foot are about seven How inches How dare away. you? How dare you? That is, that is. <laughs> that happens to be that the tightest complaint of online dating. Is, is it just nobody's real? Is that what, like everybody's fake? No, no. Guys and hype specifically. It's the new yeah, w- dudes are catching feelings nowadays more than I've ever really noticed. And that's one thing that we get super butthurt about. I'm noticing a lot of dudes. I mean, this is just like online chatter and, you know, and nonsense that you just see and read, but like a lot of dudes catching feels like, well, how come she's allowed to say I only want six foot guys, but I can't say I only want skinny girls. Like it, it's very, you know what I mean? Like we are catching as, as a, the male gender, we are catching feelings hard on this one. And to be fair, it is fair. There, no, no fat chicks has been a bumper sticker for at least 40 years. And now that somebody finally turns it back, we're all like, but I just, you can't do that. Like, fuck you. Like, come on, bro. Anyways. So well, it's just like, don't lie. If you yeah. are five, eight, just put that. And yeah. I mean, I'm five, seven, I'll still go out on a date with you, but don't put that you're six, one, and then show up being five, eight. Like you're, then, then it just signals to me, you're a liar more than anything. And super insecure and just so many other things. But what it, you know that's going to be verifiable. It's not like saying, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's, you, you can't say, yeah, I have, I'm blonde with blue eyes. And then like I show up and I'm dark everywhere. And like, why did you, why would you even just well, like, same, I don't get it. It's the same idea. Of there's so many girls or guys that put all photos up of themselves with Snapchat filters on them uh, or like Instagram filters. And then like you see them and you're like, whoa catfish bro yeah like clearly you had that on i mean i have a joe you and i have a mutual friend who she has told me she purposely put subpar pictures of herself on her dating profile so that 
it like she's bet she she looks better in person. I cannot I can't do that. I have tried. I'm like, <laughs> here, let me put this like you know, like C plus photo up of me. And I'm like, I can't do it. I, got, <laughs> I can't do it. But she That's like perfectly does smart, it. Though. No, then you like that. You're like, wow, you look so amazing. In yeah. Person. Like when you think, when I thought about that, she said that and I was like, damn, no, you got no, something yeah. there. I mean, I can't do it. I've tried. I like, we'll put it up there. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> no, we're bringing that. We're bringing that one back. We're bringing not happening. So, so besides, I mean, obviously people lying, have y'all, like, what's the big turnoffs then? What are these red flags that you're looking for? Hold on, Carissa, that face, what is that face that I need to know? What What was your, I, I feel like you had a person in mind. Well, I do, but it's not my person. <laughs> it's Ashley's. Um, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> her date with the dude who lied about his age. Oh, right. That, I, I mean, things like that are just, Again, it goes back to the height conversation, but um, I don't know if you want to spill into that one, Ashley. But I mean, when people, you know, objectively lie and expect that you will enjoy the date knowing that you're looking at a liar. Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> it's just it's odd to me. Um, I, I actually used to be a professional dating coach and matchmaker, and I had to set people up on blind dates. And we did that for a very specific reason because people are, you know, they'll, they'll Photoshop and, and filter their photos out. And we wanted people to, you know, meet organically and, and for the right reasons. Um, when you have people who are objectively lying about things like that, and then you confront it, even if it's slight on the date, um, I've had that experience many times and I've, I've, you know, I go through long hi hiatuses of, of being in a relationship single. And um, I mean, so this is over the years, but each time I do it, I, you can feel that saltiness from mm -hmm. a guy where they're like, <laughs> you know, like defensive over their lie. And it's just odd. It's, it's a very strange it dynamic. Why would you get defensive about something that is objectively false? Like you knew you lied. You you probably should have known I'd catch you. Why are you surprised? Who are these people? Who are you these know, people? Who are these people? What I forgot about that is Joe. We I actually did mention this. I think yeah, we talked about it. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went out with a guy from a dating app, and he lied about his age by ten years. He That's had definitely colored his hair. That's a lot. Um. Yeah. And, and it was, he wasn't a great liar because he was giving me timelines and dates of things that weren't adding up. And it just, I found out cause I ran a background check. <laughs> and, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Wait, that didn't, that part didn't come up. What do you mean you ran a background check? Um, I should be sponsored by because I highly love this website called instantcheckmate.com. It is $34 for a month. So I also go on hiatuses. Like there's definitely right now I'm, I'm not really into dating right now. I'm just being single. And, but when I do, and I maybe have a few guys that I would like to meet, you get to know at least their first and last name or whatever, you just run it on instant checkmate and it will give you a pretty healthy handful of information, at least basic, um, you know, ID kind of stuff, yeah. date of birth for sure. But it does run <laughs> if they own a handgun licenses, um, you know, probably. their car title, felonies, you know. And so 
yeah, I mean, it's just clear as day. He was lying about his age. So I called him out on it. What I forgot, I've forgotten until just now is that he actually found me on Instagram recently, reached out to me and asked, um, basically asked me out as if yeah. we never met. We just pret- Do you think he forgot? Uh, yeah. This dude's a fool, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was an alcoholic. We only uh, went on two dates. He drank heavily. I mean, he's like 84. He might have Alzheimer's. I'm not sure. <laughs> exactly. Early onset dementia. Yeah, dude. You never yeah. know. With somebody like that, that is. I think, he, and I now I can't even remember how old he was. I think he said he was, gosh, I don't remember what it was. I think he was said he was like 37 and he was 47. But the guy that I was just dating was 44. I mean, it's not. It, that's not, I'm 35. It's not out of the range no, of all, you know, my dating pool. So yeah. it's just, I, that's what I told him when I called him out. I was like, honestly, you know, it kind of sucks. Cause I, I actually really enjoyed our connection, but you know, going as far as to lie about that, not gonna, not gonna carry this one on. If you have to lie to start, what do you, where are you expecting it to go? Like, how are you going to careen back into trusting waters if you're just if day one? You're, it, yeah, whatever. Okay, so well, one thing I, I did also think about was that um, just in terms of you asking about what you like or dislike. I'm yeah, yeah, that's where I was going back. Go. It's so interesting because, and Carissa knows this too. I'm talking about this way more than I had intended, but the person <laughs> that I was dating, if I had seen him on a dating profile based on what he might have put as interest. Um, I was very attracted to him physically, but I don't think that I probably would have, that would probably have not have happened if it didn't happen in a real life organic situation. If you had read his profile, you probably would have swiped left. Right. So is there anything, I mean, other than just the natural events that led to where we are and now we're just here, is there anything natural about the online dating process? Is there anything that mimics reality or is it so unique? Because like, I, I'm genuinely having trouble. Like, I wouldn't even know what I'd put on my profile. I don't know what I'd be looking for in a profile. Like, I, I am having trouble even trying to process this. Because like, on my Instagram page or this podcast Instagram page, like, the picture is me mimicking a picture of the Creed lead singer. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a joke in every aspect of my life. I couldn't do, you know, a, a J-date profile or whatever. What, what do you guys put? What do you highlight about yourselves? Oh, I don't even know. I should go back and look. This is supposed <laughs> to be fun. <laughs> I'm going to look for you, but I think, well, it depends too, because there's so many different, like dating apps have evolved. Right. So it used True. to just be on Tinder, like Tinder was one of the first like mainstream apps. And it was like, you have your four photos and you have your bio and I'm male or female and here's my age and here's maybe where I went to school and here's my profession. Well, then it evolved into like Bumble, which is now the girl has to, has to be the one that speaks first. Like, like if you match with a guy, if a if a girl doesn't respond, doesn't message you within twenty four hours, you lose the connection. Hmm. So it doesn't even it puts all the, it puts the ball all in the quarter of the girls. Well, then Hinge came along, where Hinge is like basically photos, but then it also it has like question prompts and dialogue that you like. So basically, it's kind of like a questionnaire. Like here's my picture, and then it's like, what's your you know. What's your dream job? I'm, it, it gives you prompts so you don't have to come up with that weird bio because it is kind of like a, what do I say about myself? It doesn't sound super corny, super yeah. cheesy. Right. Or like, like super egotistical. Like, yeah. Like, no, I'm not six feet, but I've got like a 12 pack. I can bench like 500 pounds. What's up, ladies? Oh, there's like, a lot what of do you even, what do you, I'm yeah, sure, oh my like, God. 
Are there, though, are there really a lot? How many shirtless dudes pics have y'all seen on all of these websites? That's a red flag. Like there, I know guys that have like every single picture is a gym selfie or a right. shirtless pic. And half the time, the shirt, the 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 faces are half cut off. Yeah, and it's Wait, just like, why? is this really what you think we want? Is this really what's going to be like? Hell yeah, sign me up, swipe right, take me out. Wait, so Let's and, and I, I'm serious here. A lot of dudes have essentially headless, naked photos. Not because, like well, shirtless, selfies. shirtless. Really, I think the gym selfie is. is yeah, that I mean, there's a lot where they'll like put either a towel on or like shorts on just so you can see their, you know, like, yes, Jenna, I'm sorry. Song. Yes. Just their, okay. <laughs> their outline. If uh-huh. you will. Yeah. yeah. Guys. Yeah. On hinge. Also, you can put, what I do like is that you can put, are you interested in marriage, a relationship, something casual, or I don't know yet. Okay. And you can also specify if you're interested in, having kids if you already have kids and you still want more or if you already have kids and you don't want more this um, feels like, but this feels so unnatural it feels like trying to pick out a netflix movie and it takes me three hours to pick out a netflix movie anyways how do you pick out a great human? analogy it's it's a lot like yeah that. i would just scroll and like i do that on, on netflix i just scroll for at least 20 minutes before i pick anything how do you pick a human what stands out when you're like all right this guy I mean, it has to be because so far I can't get anything like a solid read of what it is any one of you is looking for. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, it's such a red flag for me. So, Carissa, like, what what are you looking for, or what's the last thing that stood out when you saw a dude's profile? And you're like, oh, that looks, you know, what's the last thing that you can remember? So, I, for me, what I'm looking for, I, I think a relationship for sure. I've done plenty of dating over my lifetime. Um, so I, I would like to have a relationship. I'm not really in the zone though, where I'm actively putting myself out there or uh, paying attention to the apps. I kind of, you know, open it if, and when I feel up to it, but I don't keep an, a constant dialogue. Um, so yeah, it is. It's time consuming. You end up putting a lot of energy into Ooh. that. But um, you were asking earlier, um, you know, how it's different or how it compares to yeah. real life. Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, it's actually pretty similar. I mean, the statistics of meeting somebody off the street and it being a perfect match is so slim. It's a different platform, and it's not one that I prefer. Most people don't. Um, it's kind of a necessary evil these days, especially with COVID. But yeah. just like you know, meeting someone at a bar and just having like a slow motion moment or a wow moment, you can still have that flipping through. It's very uncommon, <laughs> but I mean you know, you use, women have intuition. Um, guys have dicks, pardon my language. (laughs) And if you're attracted, then, you know, there's a conversation that you want to start. Right. And then you go from there. Um, but I think I will say to the, the pictures of shirtless men, the evolution, remember ladies where it started and how bad that was and how many memes we've seen over the years. So it actually, in my opinion, at least in our region, 
It's reduced significantly compared really? to what it used to be. Yeah. So I think yeah, men are I kind of learning. Like on, on apps like Hinge that are they're yeah. marketed very much sure. as being a real relationship where Tinder really did become the hookup. Yeah. Well, they, for Hinge requires... People refer to it as like the grinder um, first heterosexuals. Yeah. Well, I think it also... <laughs> like Hinge requires you to do put a little more thought into things. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I, I in my head, it's kind of like, in terms of where I live, I can kind of rank where I'm going to find probably the highest caliber like man and where I'm going to find probably the lowest caliber man. Like Tinder still is just like, at this point for me, it's like, okay, I'll do like five when I'm bored and I need to entertain. Like when I'm stuck in my house and I'm like, what is this? What is life? And I stop. <laughs> And then like there's Bumble, but like I don't really enjoy being the first one to talk. Like I'm like I don't have I don't have time. It's exhausting for me. So Bumble is kind of there, but it's not like I don't really enjoy being like coming up with a conversation first, even though I can talk to a wall. You know, <laughs> and, and then like our thing stresses me out too because I've been on it before yes. where I matched with people and then I forgot to message them because life happened and I got busy and I did other things. I was, Damn it. I can't even respond to my friends half the time in 24 hours, let alone. Uh, yeah, I know, dude. I texted you 24 hours ago to do this show tonight and I was like, oh shit, Ash, I don't know if she's going to be here. <laughs> I'm dependable, okay? I'm <laughs> hey, dependable. you showed up. I am mad. I am mad. But okay, so dude, because like Jenna, I, I can only speak for me and you being in a bar because Ash, I don't know if we've ever been in a bar together maybe our high school reunion or something and Chris like, reunion, maybe, yeah. yeah maybe and that doesn't count because it was 90 percent people we, anyways jenna yeah. you have a personality that is magnetic to just i mean even just people that want to be your friends people that want to be more than your friends like you just get when you're in a bar you attract everybody that's not a thing on an app human yeah. magnetism is a thing like yeah how do you replace that or do you just don't you, you just that's, go strictly mental that's probably my biggest problem for me personally is that I'm such a, in my pers humble personal opinion, I'm such a dynamic person in person and at, like, I, like physically in person yeah. that I think for me, my online profiles, no matter what I would put, no matter what pictures I would put, no matter how much to a T I explain myself, it will never be as dynamic as who I am as a person in yeah. person. You can't but, replace that energy. It's not possible. Yeah, but I would say that that's not necessarily for everybody. And that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Like I've met some guys that super normal online can keep a conversation, you know, kind of fine. But then they're super dynamic in person, but they didn't, they were dynamic enough online for me to want to talk to them. I've met guys who are super dynamic online and talk, 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 talk. And you go on a date and I feel like I'm, Try, I'm nonstop and I want to like, I pull the teeth. Yes, I'm good at conversation, but I don't have to be, well, I don't enjoy being the one constantly like asking the questions and doing it. Like, this, I ain't got no one, no one sure. got time for that. This is how relevant sure. to the technological dating age I am. When I was in eighth grade, I'm not going to say her name because Ashley knows her. When I was in eighth grade, I asked a girl out via AIM. We had been talking for hours. I asked her out via AIM. I saw her at school the next day and I was fucking silent. No, mm -hmm. no words. Ah, I'm to be fair, ah. you were also in eighth grade, where I exactly. feel like very normal. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, emotionally, I know plenty of dudes that still are in eighth grade. Like these are some of my friends, like, good friends. True, but like Jenna said, I think that's totally fair. Whereas <clears throat> um, Chris and I are both are pretty extroverted people as well. I think we thrive in group or bar-like yeah. settings. 
But then there's, there's people who are really, they clam up in, in large crowds or get shy. You know, they're probably the person at a bar who's going to, you know, hang back a little bit or, you know, be a little bit timid and in a group of people. They don't want to be the center of attention or entertainment. So they might thrive very well in having just a very one-on-one setting. Huh. No, it really, it almost shifts the game from who can be loudest because that's kind of always been the, the alpha male trait is who's, you know, six, five with a booming voice stands out in the crowd. Whereas nowadays that, I mean, clearly that's not even an option. There isn't, there's no volume setting on Tinder. It's just, and maybe that's why they do the shirtless pick. It's the only way to try and replicate that. Like, look well, at me. I, mean, I think it's also comes down to like what you, I don't want to say self-confidence, but like if a person thinks that their body is the biggest asset they have their kind of washboard abs that they work out every day. They're going to put that forward. You know I mean? That's, that's the, yeah. that's the fruit they're going to put forward. Like it's me, no bro. Me. Yeah. Like a I don't lot even, of I don't even sure. take C plus picks, dude. No, I don't even, that doesn't exist for me. It's yeah. a, a minus on a bad day, but it's pretty much all A plus. Exactly. Absolutely. No. What does that say about a person that my best yeah. foot forward is my fucking abs? But I mean, is, like, is my gut here. Here's my, that's my best first step. Like that's sad. But Austin I mean, is, Austin in particular is such a health forward fitness Mm. town. And I cannot tell you the amount of people that are like, you know, my activities are hiking, walking the lake. And that's all great. That's fantastic. (laughs) I try to keep a fit physique in other ways, but I'm not the most outdoorsy person. I'm just not. I know that about myself. I enjoy the arts and culture and movies and restaurants and patio dining. I, I, it's hard to match like people on first dates, they want to go stand up paddle boarding. I'm like, Oh no. Okay. Just no. <laughs> That's a dream date. I love that. I paddleboard for hours. anyways, but I could see that though. Like there are, I, I found a website and multiple websites actually where you have to log in your height, weight, body type, your weekly diet and how often you exercise. Like this is, this is a real website. Like is, is that, is that normal? Like, is that on other websites? Like, that has to be like a, a thing, right? Okay, because like it, that's like a real thing. But here's my next question, and I'm serious: Is that is it prejudice to to request physical attributes? What if there was a site that had no height, no weight, no pictures? W- would you entertain that idea? Mm. Just words, only words. Even if it's like you can talk, you you can you can exchange messages like audio message, but you never physically see them. You don't talk about physicality. There is at least some level of physicality required, right? Like that's kind of what I mean. Well, there's a TLC show or whatever about like married at first sight because they. Oh, we watched that thing. Whatever. I I think I saw. I haven't watched that one where they were in that where they had to talk the brand or the. yeah. Love yeah. is blind or something. Yes. Yeah. Love is, love is yeah. blind. I mean, that was the most fascinating thing ever because they never saw each other. And people literally started, I mean, people got married. They're still married. Like, I follow some yeah, of them. Yeah, two of the couples are still together. On conversations. But I think even that has a more of a human element than just reading what someone puts on a screen. Agreed. You know, like, I mean, think about it. How many musicians, and maybe a bad analogy, how many musicians can write lyrics for days? but then they sing and they suck. Mm. You know what I mean? Or how many people do you hear on the radio and they sound so great and then you see them in concert and they're the most boring, yeah. auto-tune, non-auto-tune ever. I mean, that's the same idea of- No, that's a great analogy. Dating, I like that analogy. You know, online dating. Yeah. I mean, granted, with, you can have pictures that you can also skew and catfish and everything else, but it's no different if even without the pictures, you could still, it could still be completely, yeah. you know- 
Well, because I liked Casey Musgraves. I liked her. She was fine. But when we saw her in that small intimate setting and they were all wearing those like neon light up physical lights on her boots and they were all dancing, I was like, I fucking love this girl. Like I genuinely, like I've been a huge fan ever since. And that's the difference from online dating to, to in person. You sure. only get the, the album or the record or whatever. And then in person is like, interesting. So do you guys find that you, I, I, this is not a fair question. Do you change what you put forward depending on the person? Like when, you, when you're doing it online or whatever, do, do you try to aim for what they might want to hear when you're online? Or would, no matter who you're talking to, no matter what you're going for, you try to just be you online. Is it, you know what I mean? Like whatever question I'm trying to ask here. Do, do, you, do you create yourself or do you just try to be blunt? I'm, I'm me always. I mean, I, I think that's the best way to, to go about dating period. Um, I mean, you know, we're talking, we're bagging on guys who lie about their height. I'm not going to pretend I'm someone I'm not either. Um, if I'm uncomfortable because like the energy just doesn't vibe, I might not be as vibrant or as me, uh, because I just don't want to, you know, give that person my energy at that point. I'm like, well, I'm kind of checked out here, but <laughs> yeah, this is a waste. I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not either. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Although I think it's a little bit like we're all a little bit older. So, I mean, I think back to when I was in my 20s, my early 20s, and I really liked a guy like in college, sure. especially like if I was at a, you know, if I was at a frat house and I saw this really cute boy or if I was like really attracted to somebody and I, because I was younger, I didn't know any better and insecure and immature. Like I absolutely would have acted a certain way to try and get that, that boy to like me. But like, I think we're all at the point now where you have dated for so long and we are secure in who we are and we are mature that we can be like, okay, you know, I'm like, for me, like, I'm good single. Like I'm a phenomenal single human being. Like I think yes. being single I'm independent. Yeah. I don't need no man. I can hang my pictures on my wall myself. Preach. Like, it's fine. But do I want to have this spare time? And like, even during COVID, I was like, a lot of time spent by myself, which you can guess for me was like, I enjoy my, my, my alone time. But when girl needs some socialization, <laughs> girl needs some socialization. So like at that time, I was like, I don't even have the urge to go to a bar or anything like that. I just want the companionship of someone to sit on the couch with me and get drunk. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. You know, pretty much. Yeah. You nailed it. You nailed it. Chris and I were talking about that earlier. It, I so can think back to my twenties and, um, yeah, just trying holding on to things that relationships and trying to vie for attention that you just know is never going to work, or you know, the transition from the twenties to to our thirties. Yeah. That was a big distinction. I, Chris, I told Carissa with this breakup, I was, you know, he wanted to be friends and that was, you know, very sweet, but I, we weren't friends before. There's not really any benefit to, you know, no offense to him, but you know, at, at this stage in my life, it is, it's, I know very clearly what I'm looking for. I went in with um, my honest intentions that I, you know, I am dating in a place where I want to, you know, for me, it's to get married and, and have a family if it's not that, I'm 100% okay being single. And uh, yeah, looking back at my 20s, oh, I, you you do the long drawn breakout thing. <laughs> you, you try to be friends. You just send little messages to keep your your self relevant in their life. And I just said, hey, I need a clean break. I gotta, you know, if 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 we're not moving this to the next step, then it's no steps. 
Well, and I think online dating, that's where, like, why is it so much more popular, I guess, for our aged humans at this point? Because we can quickly weed out. We have a, we have a phone or an app with right. hundreds and thousands of humans on it looking for something, right? And, like, I get bored after five minutes. Don't get me wrong. That's why I suck at online dating as well because I'm like, okay, and I'm done. It's like bad, 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 and I'm done here. I'm out. But like we can quickly, whether that, whatever that that is, that either they're all the red flags, like tongue emojis with squirting water. I don't know. Whatever those red flags oh, are. Oh, how bad? It, it's it's I sexting, I imagine. I've yeah, literally, right? I've literally like, never sexed ever because <laughs> I'm married. So like, are you fucking kidding? What, like, does that happen a lot? Is that a thing? Like, do I've, dudes I've, think that's cool? I mean, I don't know. People do it. The, I think it goes back to the idea of what do they think like yeah. attractive and what actually is attractive women, or what mm. are they? What kind of woman are they trying to attract? I guess is also part of it. Right, but, a, a woman who's comfortable giving them a naked picture without a face. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, exactly. We're generally like we're basically attracted to like the the mall dummies, like for clothes, yeah. like mannequins. That's essentially what we're attracted to. <laughs> Headless, <laughs> there's no head, but there are some tits. So I mean, hey, I guess I'm good. Like, but that's what if that's what dudes are giving out. That's secretly what they think yeah. they're going to be attracting. You know what I mean? Like that's what right. they. Sadly, that's what they yeah. want. But I think it's, it allows you to like go ahead and weed out. Like you don't have to go on a million dates hoping, you know, and go through the tedious process you used to. Like, I mean, back in the day, like it was if you met somebody at a bar, if you met somebody at the grocery store or whatever, you would go commit to a date. So you have to spend at least more time than me t- it takes for me to read your profile and swipe. <laughs> even though I probably figured out within the first five to 10 minutes, if I actually want to be here mm-hmm. and it weaves all that out now. So it, as much as it sucks, online dating is not necessarily fun, at least not in my opinion at this point in my life. Like it's exhausting, like yeah. you said earlier, but at least it's something, it, it's a quicker way to go ahead and weed out what you don't, you know, you don't want. You don't have to take any test drives of, yeah, let's go for coffee and have a miserable time. <laughs> at least kind of did like a pre- you do a pre-screener you know what i'm saying like yeah okay you pass the pre-screener now let's go ahead and walk into the stadium maybe we'll get to first base on the third day i don't know yeah that's okay so do people and i'm just guessing here but do and i'm, I'm guessing it's probably dudes do dudes go in with the i want a long-term relationship because they think that's the easiest way in. Like I'm literally referencing <laughs> friends when uh, Joey told those two girls that he didn't want a relationship and he just want, or he didn't want uh, he didn't want a dating. He just wanted to get to know people first and he ended up having a threesome that afternoon. Like, do dudes think that's reality? Do dudes say because like, I'm guessing there are at least one that has. Like, have you met? Have you felt that vibe from people that they're clearly just faking it? I mean, yeah. Uh, absolutely that's absolutely a strategy i would uh, say i think a lot of men are you know i also see a lot of profiles where they're really honest um and i think men in general especially again i don't know how it is in um in your area jenna but in in uh, austin it's you know I, I feel like it's welcome to be honest so a lot of people are however of course there are people <laughs> <laughs> who think that if they have looking for a long-term relationship um, might score them, you know, someone who's head over heels uh, very quickly and, I mean, and they I, get all the things. Yeah. It's, it's no I've, different. I've heard um, people that we know who are a lot more on the dating scene than I've ever been through online apps and what have you. 
that they've guys have just told them that they're juggling 10 girls at a time. You know, they have, there's, they're far more beautiful, successful, interesting women in Austin than there are men. I'll just say that. And they know it. And they have the pickup from here. And if they're, if they're even a half a decent human being, they're going to garner interest. And it would not be hard to fill an entire dating calendar every single day of the week if they wanted to, really. I'm just going to stand up for women and say that's probably everywhere. I was thinking the same thing. That's why I laughed. I was like, that's guaranteed true here. Like, that's just true, period, man. (laughs) And I think the most frustrating part of it is being this age and being very honest. I don't think that I probably was. I I don't even, in retrospect, looking back at my own life, I don't think that I, even though I wanted romantic connection and wanted a partner. I don't, I don't think I was really ready for what I'm ready for now. And I know that I ended up at this point, but uh, it's frustrating when you are, when you kind of lay it out there and then somebody essentially mirrors back that kind of intention only to really not have it add up. That's that, that's frustrating. Thanks guy. I mean, I Dudes have been lying at last call since forever. So it's not like this is some new strategy, but no, like sure. you would think that they would just be, this is your opportunity to be honest. This is your opportunity to say, yeah, this is what I want. And you might actually get that back in return. And it's as okay a to not know what you want, but just yeah, say that's that. fine. Saying just say I don't know is apparently a choice. And I respect that being a choice, but I don't think most people are ready to say that out loud. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think people want to do that. I think they're kind of scared. Okay. Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand technology and our sound guy got fired on like episode four. So let's start here. Um, five love languages. I don't, how seriously do y'all take that? And, and Ash, if you don't mind, can you just tell me what they are? Cause I don't even know. Yes. So they, uh, it's a wildly popular book that got published. I don't know, probably 15 years ago now. And it, it, it is supposed to be helpful for couples to line up what is most to least important to them. So the five are one is words of affirmation. So that's compliments, telling somebody you're proud of them, what have you. Um, quality time, pretty self-explanatory. Physical touch, also self-explanatory. Um, acts of service. So that is qualified by somebody, you know, doing the dishes for you when you cook them dinner or, um, I don't know, doing something nice for you that's non-prompted out of their way and then um, receiving gifts. So, you know, actual monetary gift giving. Huh. I'm intrigued, but I got, I'm going to have to think because I'm I'm split between two. What actually, what would your like number one be? Or do you like rank them in order? How does that, how does that even work? Yeah, you rank them. Okay. So my number one for sure is words of affirmation. I, I need a lot of verbal affirmation in my life. I think that probably stemmed from growing up. My parents were really overly verbal at, you know, at my sister and I, uh, so that's just what I'm used to. Then I would say physical touch. That's important to me. Then quality time, then acts of service, then gifts last. I was going to guess gifts for last. That was the only one I got right in my head at least, but I for me or for you, no, for you, I I mean, I didn't see you as, as wanting, you know, diamonds and shit. I'm not saying that you're against them, but I can't imagine. I mean, those. I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I've okay. been buying my own shit for a long time. So. Also that you, yeah, you, we did the first episode. You've got some nice shit. You don't need, you don't need no man to buy, you no know, nice shit. You do you. <laughs> you're a, just, 
child song about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, Carissa, how about you, man? What, what would your, how, how do you rank yours? So I would very similar, uh, words of affirmation for sure. First, um, I love communication. I just always have, uh, quality time would probably be next for me experiencing different experiences. Um, and just honestly couching it, like you mentioned earlier, Jenna, just like having someone there with you and, and my dog, it's just the best. Um, physical touch would be next for me. No words necessary. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then acts of service and receiving gifts is is far down the list. I like doing acts of service for my partner. Mm -hmm. That's part of it too. It's interesting about like what you like to receive, but then also how you give. Because I probably give most in probably words of affirmation, but then acts of service. Like I probably show more in that way than I, than I even care about receiving. Hmm. I mean, in both of those, it's more of a mental concept It's what are you willing to either say or do for the other person, but what are you mentally willing to do for them? Mm -hmm. And physically. Ha 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 ha. Hey, but no, but that's honestly, that's not that. Yeah. I mean, what, what are you willing to, I mean, are you willing to take the trash out? Yada, yada, like all that, all that stuff. Like, are you willing to do? Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Jenna, have you given this be- in, before right now? Have you given this any thought in your life? I have because I actually, so funny story about this. There was a guy I was actually talking to off a dating app. And like one of the first things that we kind of like talked about, he was like, what's your, like, what's your love languages, which is pretty profound for a, yeah. for a dating app. Day but one. So like, and I don't think I'd ever done it before. And I kind of, you know, you, you go through and you figure it, you like read about it and you do, do the little, there's a whole like quiz you can do with it or whatever that kind of tells you what you are kind of like Enneagrams or whatever. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and I'm about to sound real shallow. Um, not really shallow, but like compared to what they're, mine are, mine are probably, mine are a little bit different. So my first thing is probably physical touch. Um, it doesn't always have to be sexual, but I think like for me, like even just knowing they're like, they're there, like if you're in a crowded room and like you, you get like the hand on the back of your back or something just to know that they're like there, like I, that's mean sexual all the time. It's hand holding, it's hugging. Just anything that's koala-ing, swapping, yeah. you know, all the <laughs> animal things. Koala-ing. I haven't heard that. That's great. <laughs> um, that's great. And then two, oh, it's kind of a split. Like the, the, the words of affirmation is hard for me because I like words of affirmation, but I'm also that person. Like I get real annoyed with you if you, if you tell me all the time, like you're so wonderful. Like I don't want to be patted on the back all the time. Like I know, like, uh, like it almost becomes, like, I know I'm wonderful. Well, it's like, <laughs> it becomes ingenuine. Like if you tell them, if you wake up every day and be like, you're the most beautiful girl on earth, you're the most beautiful girl on earth. At some point I'm like, it's okay. But now it's, it's, it, I start to question it no, when it becomes yeah. too much. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. All right. Um, so that's going to be two or three. I'd say gifts is always also up there, but not necessarily like I need diamonds and I need a car and I need a Louis, like a Louis Vuitton, like more of gifts in the sense of, like I dated someone who used to write me like handwritten like love notes to leave in like my purse or like would nice. put stuff in my lunch. You know what I mean? Like things like that, like gifts 
but more mm-hmm. like the idea of like thoughtful and surprising. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, if I come home after work, you know, come home after work and they're like, hey, let's go get dinner. I want to take you out to dinner. Like, that's not a mon. It's not like I'm buying you diamonds, but it's right. a surprise of, hey, let's go to dinner. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's totally. fun. Like, I'm in. You know what I mean? Like, the surprise yeah. moment kind of thing. And then, um, Let's see. What's the other? That feels like service. I mean, in the same way, it's like gifts and service almost are seem very similar. Yeah. yeah. My sister gets this one confused a lot too. It's, it, it can be a little interchangeable, but yeah. gifts is supposed to have some kind of monetary value to it. And acts of service is supposed to be like something like taking out the trash. Like you said, it's like a massage. It's well, doing like, something to relieve the other person. Yeah. Yeah. So then I would probably say, Fourth would probably be quality time, um, whatever. And the last one for me would honestly be acts of service because I am such a great independent human and I am such a, a stubborn human and all of, you know, like I can do this on my own. Like it's been my whole life. Like my parents, almost to a fault, my, my mom and dad like raised me take care of yourself and be an independent woman and not saying you don't need no man, but like learn how to take, and I've been on my own for since after, since I left high, or high, you know, I graduated high school and everything else. Like I have lived on my own, whether it be roommates or at college or whatever. I mean, think about it. Every I've moved every two to three years on physically on my own for the most part. There's a couple of years I was dating somebody that we moved houses together, but like, I moved from Colorado to Florida, packed up my entire house with a few friends, one of them being you, and unpacked my ha- my house with by myself with a mover. And so I think that's why for me it's like access service falls completely at the bottom. Totally. Because I'm like, that's great if you help me out, but I don't need you to help me out. I mean, I, I like it, it sounds terrible. It sounds almost no, independent, which no, maybe why I'm so last on mine. I no, not at all. Like I don't, I don't think your philosophy is far from mine at all. Honestly, yeah, they like, all sound very similar. My dishes need done. Like it'd be fine if you do them, but I don't need you to do them. I mean, if they're bothering right. you, do them. But like, <laughs> and I'm probably not going to do them right now. If you want them done right now, and you're OCD, because I have friends like that, they're like, "No, I'll just do it." It's like fine, but like, I don't need you to do that. Like, it's not going to relieve any stress from me to have you do the dishes for me. I had to get um, said human was um very <laughs> we're already very referring to him this way I love it. oriented that is that is definitely the way he expressed in the five love languages and i had to get used to it because yeah it, just little things like that he was really good about picking up and doing dishes and things and i would always be like oh no it's okay like i got it but then it kind of made it creep up a little on my list because i was like hmm that is kind of nice actually <laughs> i'll take this that's awesome <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. It's interesting because I'm sure everybody has the same ideas behind why, but it's just kind of how you choose to express it. And how you prioritize, like how you prioritize. I mean, every, in all reality, like you want all five, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want all five, but if it had to be like, okay, would you rather me give you like do the dishes for you or cuddle you on the couch? I'm going to say cuddle me on the couch. Same. Dishes can wait. (laughs) Dishes can wait. But I guess yeah. What are yours though? I do, and I've been trying to think about this, and I'm definitely. I I probably get the same 
issue uh, as Ashley's sister because like, w- would you consider this a service or a gift? Uh, my last birthday, my wife and kids uh, burst into my little closet that I call an office and uh, they had a, a donut hole cake. There's a little donut hole shop that was awesome. And they surprised me with the cake. Is that a gift or is that the act of a service of getting you a thing? Because regardless that I did not expect to appreciate that as much as I did. Like, I think that falls under gift. Is I that gift? So. Yeah, then I'm, I'm apparently. It's not helping. Yeah. Like, I think the acts of service is really like is really. Relieving task. you of your duties or tasks and being yeah, helpful. Yeah, task-oriented. Anything I gotta else? Admit. Like, especially you with kids. Like, my, my sister's married. And, you know, if my sister had a really they, – they divvy up their, their schedule with how they take yeah. care of my nephew. And if she had a really busy day and Philip – it was really supposed to be Philip's off time. But he said, listen, I'll I'll take it on for today for you. That's an act of service. So that That's, she can take a bath or something, you know? Well, and the service has to be number one because Sarah, I can still hear her fighting with my daughter right now and she should have been asleep an hour ago. So mm-hmm. maybe service genuinely, because she takes every podcast night. So maybe I'll put service up there uh, in number one because service, I guess, buys you time. But then time means a lot too. Like I, I really like, I really like time. Guys, I have a hard time with this. I had this conversation with the ex. And I can't. He was trying to frame it. He was, parcel them. He was asking what mine were. And then he was like, well, same. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Yours could be different than mine. Like, I'm saying what I, you know, what do you, what do you, yeah. yeah. And it's not you even. them in that order. Not even like, about, not- yeah. And it's not even about like, oh, well, if we had the same, then we're compatible. Like, that's not right. even the purpose of it. It's the purpose right. is like for me to understand how I can best show you that I care, that I love you, that I'm interested in you, which is, I think what's hard for people to like, yes. if they don't think about that, it's not like, Oh, well, if we aren't the perfect same five ranking in order, like we're not going to line up kind of like hobbies. Like, Oh, well, yeah. if you don't, if you hate sports and I love sports, probably not going to work out. Like it's not, it's different. It's more of like this, the whole love language is okay. Well, that doesn't mean we can't be in love. If you love gifts and I hate gifts or I don't want any gifts, that just means as your partner, I need to understand that gifts is a big deal to you or you want to, you'd rather, you know, quality time is. So, yeah. Well, so you just adjust to your partner what, what they prefer. So what in your mind do you prefer, Joseph? If you I- know what's <laughs> weird? All right. So the, when you first laid out the list, uh, mm-hmm. touch was definitely number one and it's not just sex, which I get so much of. Oh my God. I don't <laughs> at all. I don't. A hug means fucking everything. No. That hug in the morning to start a day means like, at least that's just, you know, me and my wife doesn't matter. It, that means so much. Cause like, she's obviously busy and she's got to go do shit. And we both then have to get the kids to brush her teeth. So like, th- there's not a ton of, of, of time for any of that shit, but just that, that one hug is like good for the day. But then I, I think touch is one there, but then I think time has to be number two. Cause like I, we just took a road trip. Uh, we, we drove up to the mountains like two and a half hours or whatever. I enjoyed that so much, especially once the kids fell asleep. Holy fuck. Once the kids fell asleep, I really enjoyed that because we just got time to do nothing. I mean, yeah, you're That's driving, nice. but you know, you're doing nothing. So I, I think it's definitely touch then time. I don't know. Words fall. Words fall short to me. But that's because I, I don't know. It's because I, I talk a lot, so I don't necessarily need to hear <laughs> shit. So let's let's put words at the bottom. I, I think I think touch, time, service is really nice, and then gifts and words probably fall to the bottom. But gifts is more emotional. Gifts is more like if you can surprise me, then I, I that that meant so much. I, I can't right. get over it. like that, that cake. I'll probably never forget. Like it was just such a it was just just a genuine surprise, which is it is a gift. But you know whatever. So yeah, I guess I guess touch, time, 
service gifts words, I guess, Ooh. I think, you know, I, could, I absolutely could guess that words were last for you. Oh, fuck, dude. I got so many words. I have all, I have all the words I need, all the words up in my dumbass brain that tell me I'm awesome all the time. I don't need it. I'm all good. That's interesting though. I like, so have you ever asked like potential dates that, and is it, there's not like a wrong answer. Is there, is there any answer that would like raise a red flag for you? No. Yeah. It's just, no. it's just more your personality type. I think, I guess. yeah. I, well, I think it just, it, they can each be taken in any way, like in different ways. Like yeah. I have a friend that I've talked to my friends about this before. Cause I like, once the guy had asked me what my love language is, then I was like, well, I want to know what, like, what would you, what would yours be? So, you know, I started like talking to my friends about it and she is a huge gift person. Like that is like her, her boyfriend getting her gifts, surprising her with gifts is like number one for her. I mean, she likes shopping and stuff like that. So complete, I mean, not my, not the same, like I'm not the same as her, but like, you know what I mean? For her, that is it. But I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad thing. Cause I know a no. lot of people that, especially if they have the income to be silly with money. Like I know a lot of guys that they love spending money on women. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is their love language. So I don't think it's necessarily any of them, how you rank them is bad. It's just understanding. It's more than understanding what, a, like what they prefer out of them or how they take yeah. them. Yes. Like if a guy, if a guy's like, yeah, I like, I need gifts and I need the only nice gifts. Like yeah. then you're going to be like red flag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It is. It's similar to the Enneagram. I mean, honestly, the, the Chris, when you were on the episode, we talked like, it's not like any of them are right or wrong. It really is just a, it's just how do you shape yourself or how, you know, how do you view yourself, I guess, or it gives a view to you. Here's a stupid question. And Ash, we're going to start with you and your most recent human being date that we're not going to name. Did you guys get casual enough that you would burp in front of him? No. Ooh, interesting. What, what have you ever gotten that casual with a guy? Yeah. Um, probably my college boyfriend. <laughs> we were together for three years. So that'll do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. Carissa, how about you? Have you ever have you gotten that casual with uh with a boyfriend before? Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Long longer term relationships, but yeah, absolutely. Nice. Jenna, I knew your last boyfriend and I know you guys did. So I'm not even going to ask you that question. Uh, I loved y'all. <laughs> you guys. Anyways. Um, okay. So it, just in a general sense. I feel exposed. I feel exposed. <laughs> my life or something. Oh, I love it. Okay. So it, do y'all miss the idea of going to a bar with the potential that like, Hey, I might meet somebody tonight. Like, is that mystery? Do, do y'all miss that? Is that a thing? Is so that a guess? Really? So much. So I would have tell tell what we were talking about with the vaccine thing. Hit me. Oh, floodgates are going to open when everyone's vaccinated or things are reopened. It's just I keep calling it boomer 2.0. Like it's going to be insane. Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Well, when we watched the address where Biden formally said, you know, I want every adult to be vaccinated by July 1st, and that he hopes that by July 4th, we can all gather and spend Independence Day for not only this country, but independence from the virus. Like, Chris and I were texting each other and we we're just like, oh my God, can you even imagine if that is the case? Like, let's say that 75 to 80% of adults are vaccinated. 
and people are on 4th of July weekend and you go to a bar, it's got to be like wild animals on feedings. There won't be last call. There won't be last call. At midnight, everybody's gone home with somebody. Period. Lights aren't coming on. We're just, I guess we're the bartenders going to be like, I guess we'll go home. It's calls on an early night because we're out here. So in the Western world, (laughs) in the Western (laughs) Texas world, I mean, COVID happened. Yeah, we pushed on. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, we kept having like certain events or whatever, you know, like rural areas that kept having events or whatever. But like, I've now been to a few larger events. I've been out to the bars just because of it is what it is. And I mean, it's like the greatest feeling on (laughs) earth. Like. To be able to be back, and it's funny because I feel I feel like when it first started, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I like I'm on the road all the time." So I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, it's gonna be so nice to have a routine and like have time and work out and eat well and all this stuff." And it la- it was good, but then like it was like chomping at the bit. Like I was like, "I have to have social interaction. Like I have to get out yeah. to a bar. Like I have to do whatever." And like I'm not necessarily, I'm really bad at. I, I go out a lot. I have lots of friends. I have a great time. But when I go to bars, like my biggest thing is people are like, you are always out at these events or bars or whatever else. How are you single? Like, how are you not meeting men? I get this question all the freaking time. And it's like, my person, first of all, my personality, I'm kind of all over the place. So I'm enjoying my time. But like, I, it's hard because like, I don't walk into a bar and the first thing I think is, okay, I got to do a scope of the men in the bar. Like, who look at all these good looking dudes. Like, that doesn't even phase me. And usually I'm always with friends and like, it sounds weird, but I, I enjoy like sincerely enjoy the company of the people that I'm with so much and like have a good time. And like, if I meet a guy or, you know, in the group or whatever else, or they come over, like that's how I'll meet somebody. But I'm not some, I don't go out and like go to a bar and like zone out. And like at night, then I get home. I'm like, damn, did I just miss, I didn't, why was I looking for guys tonight? You know what I mean? But like it's such a weird thing. I have no idea what you mean. As a dude, every time I've gone out with dudes, we've never once been like, "Oh man, we should have been looking for women." Did you guys ever think we should be looking for girls? No, never, not once. I, I actually, having said that, though, I mean, I think we were sort of joking, but I, I actually feel the same. And and through COVID, I definitely, and I think a just getting older, and then b with COVID, I think my friend circle has shrank by a lot and I don't hate it. Um, I definitely like you, I, a lot of time, Chris and I would say the same. We, we would go out and we would stick to the group that we were in, but I definitely felt before a somewhat of an internal pressure to keep a large social circle because there's always that like chance that they'll introduce you to somebody that you don't know and you'll meet somebody. And I think that there's, like it was a subconscious even kind of motivation to keep a large um, social calendar and have different groups of friends in different areas because you you always have the potential chance of meeting somebody. But that's just even all that is it's feel it sounds and feels like a lot of work now. And it's less interesting to me than it was. And I really just enjoy spending time with the people that I most love and care about. So hmm. Well, I mean, Joseph, touche. think about think about when we used to go out of the bar. And we would dance around the bar at any yeah. point. Do you ever think I was worried about finding the guy finding me in that bar? No, because as you I have, lyrical danced across, around I, the fucking bar. 
you had a boyfriend at the time and I was married at the time and it was you and me dancing while our dates were bored in the corner because we're assholes and we need attention. <laughs> so we made everybody else look at us instead of looking at them. That's just what we, that's, that doesn't count. But what, mm -hmm. what is weird, actually, I have to admit, I have forgotten what that is like. The idea that you need to keep all social connections open because you never know, like what you, you want to be almost on guard for a potential mate, I guess. Is that, you know what I mean? Like I, I've kind of, I, I admit, I've completely forgotten what that's like, but are you saying that it, that's kind of lessened that idea that you need to be like, like, at least with, with COVID, you've kind of let that go a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Am I reading that right? I think, yes. And I think it also, I think it also just comes with age. Like we talked about before, I just feel very secure in my life and myself. I think with three decades and change, you just get very comfortable with yourself. And I really do believe in the universe and whatever plan. And, you know, I'll meet somebody when I'm meant to meet them. And I will say, given the interaction that I did meet X person, um, organic a fake name, at least can we, can we just call him like Ross? I don't care. Let's call him Ross. Ross. Um, it was nice. It, it gave me that spark of hope again that it can't happen because everybody always says things to you like, oh, you, you, they're just around the corner. You can meet uh, this person tomorrow. Thanks. And I would be like, you thanks. know, just roll the eyes. Right. And then it did happen like that. I was just living my life one day and then we met and it turned into something. So kind of gave me a little a, a good a hopeful spark that that yeah. will happen again one day. Well, I think that's probably the back of my head. Like I like so much believe in if it's whatever, however it's supposed to happen, whatever it's meant to be, it'll be. And I think that's why I don't make it. But some people would say a priority. They're mm -hmm. like, well, you need, it needs to be more front of your brain when you're out with these people, when you're looking like, why aren't you trying to look more often or whatever that may be? I think it's because I know like my theory in the back of my head is subconsciously is however it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So like, and I have, I know lots of people. I mean, there's lots of people I know from college and high school that have already been married, maybe divorced and already in, like getting married again. And I'm like, sometimes oh, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, they have found their person twice. And oh, I'm man. here like, you, I can tell you the number of times I've had this conversation yes. with friends. It yeah. up. I'm like, somebody got down on their knee two times. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and and I'm like, and there are I know there are people that like don't have that mentality that we do of like it'll ha when it's supposed to happen it's gonna happen. And I think yeah they might it might they're more actively searching and that's a priority for them. Um, I think a lot of those people are the ones that need some like I don't want to say that doesn't sound yeah, I don't want to mean that sound mean. negative You're right but There's like that's a, that's they a personality drive, type. That more. Yes. I, yeah, I, I, I saw a quote recently that I really I loved, and it's helped get me through this a little bit. It said, "You didn't come this far to only come this far." And I was like, "Oh, I love that because oh. it's like you know I know I know very clearly what I want and I'll say what I deserve, you know. And I'm not in a place where I'm willing to really, yeah, settle for less than that. You know, one hundred percent. Because that's what I feel like. Sometimes people are like you know, are your standards too high, blah, blah, blah. Fuck and off. people would be like, no, they're not. The problem is, it's not a problem. It's that you aren't, some people are willing to settle or some people are like, this is, this is good enough. And I mm -hmm. think that's a lot about who I am as a person. I'm all, I'm one of those all or nothing type people. Like if I'm doing it, if I'm committed to it, like it's balls to the wall happening. If I'm not in, if I'm like, there is no half-assing things. Like I'm either 
all about this or I'm like, I'll let you know real quick. I'm not kind of thing. So it's Jenna, not gonna Jenna be- is very full assed at all times. Full assed. Uh, <laughs> what's your whole, sign, uh, Jenna? What's your astrological sign? Gemini. Okay. Yes. Just the fact that you Gem- knew that I'm offhand. I love it. Gemini. I love it. Are we all different then? I guess we're all different. I'm Sagittarius. Libra. Horus. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I always have to think because yeah. Ash, I love, I, I seriously like that phrase. You didn't come this far to only come this far. A, I, I, you do deserve somebody awesome. All three of y'all do. Chris, I know I don't know you that well, but I can tell. And B, Ashley, you realize you've only come this, you, you haven't come this far to only come this far is the atheist version of God won't bring you to it without bringing you through it or whatever that phrase, you know what I mean? God, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through. He doesn't give you, it's the same, I love it. same concept. It's just with or without a theist. It's, it's really the, it's really the same idea, but what's the difference? Who cares? Like, I think if, if you go about it, I mean, shit, the, the Jenna, the way you described it, like you should be looking harder. You should be, it, it felt like a job. Like you're out there looking yeah. for a, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, I mean, I think some people like I, I know I used to have a really good friend who like everything she did, was consumed by the idea of fine. Like she wanted somebody so badly and wanted a companion so badly that like there were people that she would go on dates with or that she would start dating seriously. And she'd fall head over heels right away because mm-hmm. she wanted somebody so badly never ended well, but like she'd throw all the red flags away. But I mean, if she like her life sincere, like everything came down to whether or not she was dating somebody or not. Like I can't find men. Like every conversation you had with her, whether it was professionally, personally, you could be talking about the sky is blue, and it would be, well, the sky is not blue today because I can't find a man. Mm-hmm. And I think some that like part of that's life. probably an insecurity or just needing that blanket of somebody, which it sounds like us three are all this similar, and that yes. we don't have to have a blanket. Do we want to be warm? Absolutely, but we also can figure out how to be warm without of being smothered or so like well said. So well said. And I Ah, think all of what you just said reminds me of, you know, and and I can relate to what you said earlier about your parents raising you to be independent. I had a very similar experience. My parents always pushed me to kind of stand on my own two feet. Um, I don't have an expiration date. I don't have Mm. a timeline in Mm. my brain. I never have as a child. I was that weird girl uh, on the playground who didn't talk about what her wedding would look like because I didn't fucking know. I didn't care either. (laughs) I mean, you know, that to me was never important. And I think, I think that plays a lot into our psychology regarding dating and uh, the lack of need to like go out and, and find it and like dig and dig and dig for something that, you know, it's not organically there yet, karmically or whatever. It's it's going to happen if it's supposed to. And I think we're all patiently happy to wait on our couches yeah. until then. That's not to say that it does not, society, societal norms do not get to me sometimes. Totally. Right? Like, I absolutely agree with every single thing she just said. However, I would be lying if I never, if I didn't say like, man, I know the closer I get to 40, like, Ooh, I should be married by now. Like if I, when I finally, if I'm 40, when I have kids, which I've now seen friends that are 40 and have had kids. So that also gives me optimism, right? Like there is, it's not like our parents, like there is no timeline. Exactly. Right. 
but it's very, very easy to kind of get down a black hole sometimes of being like, okay, like one of my friends had their first kid when she was 23. Mm-hmm. If I have mine at four, at 40, her kid's going to be graduating high school. Yeah. But her you know what I mean? Like, your kid. It's the whole comparison thing and it's not fun, but that does not mean like the only reason I say that is because some people can be like, you guys are so strong. Like go you, like you don't ever have these moments. I'm like, Oh no. Society shit still gets to Very you. Point. Like, sure, society sure. still tries to tag you with these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, I think it comes back to understanding your value and understanding that, like, I'm good. Like, I want 100 or I don't want it at all kind of thing. Right. Right. And, and as we get right. older and we've, you know, seen ourselves transform from those 20-year-old somethings uh, who are, you know, just trying to attract a guy who we like and forming ourselves to that person that we think they may like to who we are today. Um, There's so much value with that. And I think over time, at at this juncture in my life, I have no qualms with waiting. And I'm I'm not saying I won't put myself out there. I'm not saying that at all. Um, But I, I think there's value in, I've worked on my magnet and when I say my magnet, like the thing that attracts the person I'm looking for, and that's kind of how my early 30s, late 20s, what I focused on and what I'll continue to focus on until I find that person. And I think we'll draw that person in when it's the right time. Uh, I, I don't, and I will be honest with you guys, I don't put a, a timeline on myself, but I, I know I'm also uh, unique in that because that's, something I was, I don't know, maybe my DNA is odd or something, but I just never uh, thought about, you know, uh, I I just, that social norm has never. Well, I think we touched on this before. I was, my, my parents have been together for 40 years and are still to this day, but my mom is seven years older than my dad. And, um, she did not get married until she was 38, had me at 39, almost 40, and my sister at 42, almost 43, actually. So I was raised by an older mother. And I think that probably I am my mother's daughter for sure. And I think that influenced me to a certain degree. And she was lucky enough to get pregnant naturally both times. And um, they're definitely, you know, talk about societal pressure and stuff. I mean, my closest girlfriends from college and my sister all have kids, most of them two kids now. Um, it, it, that that There are definitely moments where it, re- it becomes hard to relate to people who you're closest to, and that's really tough because those are girls that have been in my life, um, some from middle school, most from at least since we were 18, and them all being on the same life pattern and path and me being on, you know, such a different phase that, that, that can be tough because I know that they love and care about me just the same as they always have and vice versa, but there's not a lot of common ground when we come together as a group. So those are moments where it hurts. And then, yeah, I mean like the kid thing, my last gynecologist visit, my, um, you know, I was asked like, are you interested in freezing your eggs? And you go down all that kind you know, kind of thinking. And I've had friends ask me like, are you sure that's not something you want to invest in or think about? And I know where I, you know, personally, I, I've decided that I'm, I'm leaving it in God's hands. And I, I would prefer to put that money towards adoption personally. Um, if, if it comes to that either with a partner or on my own at some juncture, but 
you know, there, yes, there are little life things, you know, holidays can suck when you're single. Like it, I think it was very, I'm glad that you brought that up just because we are very strong and everything. There are definitely for anybody who's listening, it doesn't mean that it sucks any less in, in, in plenty of times. And you know, what's funny too, like as we're talking about this, we were talking about how, you know, we've grown as women. We've started to realize like we don't, it's not as big of a, you know, in your twenties, it's like you, some, a lot of people, women feel like timeline, like I want, you know, growing up, like I'm going to be this by 30, I'm going to be this by 35 or whatever by 40. And it's funny because I was thinking about this and it's like guys in their twenties, a lot of them never have timelines, right? No timelines. Like Joseph, you probably were never in your twenties before you're married being like, I want to be married by 30. I want to, I mean, there are so, some guys. Even when I was there. engaged, I was like, do I want to be married? What the fuck? Right. <laughs> but you what know what, am I, what's happening? But you know what's funny is that like, I know we've talked a lot, a lot about like the shitty guys on dating apps and the ones that say they want a relationship and don't. But I've also seen, I mean, it's like we're, we've done like a flip flop from 20s and 30s, right? Like guys don't have any timelines. They don't think about any of that. They're just, you know, out for the wild party, get all the hot girls where girls kind of have that timeline. We're now in our thirties. I'm starting to see a lot more women that are like, okay, we're securing ourselves now. We're going to wait for you know, what, what we deserve, and what you value. And I see a lot more guys now in their thirties that start starting to are, are starting to kind of have that timeline of like, I now have a secure job. I now am out of my frat boy life. I'm now ready for a family and kids. Maybe some of their, their friends, their guy friends have already had that, but it's almost like, how we evolve as women and men kind of flip-flop a lot in our 20s and 30s. What we were as in our 20s, completely different than how we feel in their 30s. Whereas like guys didn't give a shit. They would wear t-shirts and shitty stuff to the bar. I mean, you probably go on a Tinder date and wear they'd wear flip-flops, a dirty t-shirt with holes, like you're probably wearing it right now. Yep. And not give a fuck. Like they weren't shaving. They didn't give a shit what you were doing. Right. But I feel, a lot I of feel guys, very attacked. I just want to be very I just want to put earlier, okay? <laughs> but like I feel like now a lot there are a lot of those guys that haven't found the higher caliber woman they're they they now want and they want to be a mother a mother figure of their kids someday. And I've been on dates where not that I don't dress up, but I'll be like in a cute dress or something, you know, I'm not going out to a formal dinner, like a hardcore dinner, like we're gonna get pizza. And they show up like pretty put together. And hmm. you know what I mean? So it's just no, interesting. You're, right. you're absolutely I, uh, right. a couple of dudes and I'm not going to name. I mean, J-Man, because that's not his real name. But Jenna, it sounds like you're describing our buddy J-Man. Yeah, who has said vocally out loud, I want kids. He said it for years. Yeah. Now he does have kids. Whatever. But like yeah. that's that's wild because you're describing so many dudes I know. So yeah. many dudes I know. It's wild. like, it, I don't know at what point it's like a, a, a flip of the switch where they're like, you know what? Like I'm ready. And then they can't find you know, whether it be online dating or whatever, they haven't found that, that person. But then for a, for sure. And then yeah. for a lot of women, we're yeah. like, listen, sucks for you because <laughs> you didn't want to give us the time of day back in the, our twenties, because we wouldn't bow at your damn feet. Like some of these women, but, but the now, Bible says, yes, sure you, you know, now we're confident ourselves. So you better bring your A game because if you don't, we don't need it. That's yeah. awesome. Well I, said. I genuinely, I'm going to try to instill any and all of what y'all have said into my daughter because I want her to be thinking this way. I really do. Like, I, I can't imagine. Like, That's I, I the don't. Compliment. 
Bro, I did. I felt none of this pressure. Everything that you guys are describing, I felt none of it. I, I had no societal pressure to hurry up and get married and settle down. And none of that shit is applied to dudes. And if I can do anything to remove some of that from from memory, like holy shit, that seems well, to be so many well worth guys, doing. I, I feel like guys have so much like you're gonna go off get a career, you're gonna be successful, like get the good paying job. And not every not every parent's telling their daughters that necessarily like yeah. my parents like growing up. I mean, that's probably again, why I'm really independent. Like I vividly remember my mom being like, you know, my parents been together for 30 some years as well. Like they were high school sweethearts, whatever else. So like, I have a, I have a good relationship to, you know, look off of, but like mm-hmm. my mom was always like, you're going to go to school. I mean, she's always, I was going to be a doctor for a hot minute, you know, make the really big bucks, not in marketing. <laughs> um, but it was like, you don't need no man. Like you're going to be independent. You're gonna be a strong world woman. Like you're going to get a good job. You're going to, you know, I think a lot of that of how they treated what my priorities in life should be, as opposed to just being like, you're going like, my mom was never like, I can't wait for you to get married and have lots of babies. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, luckily my sister's doing that for me now. You know, she said, <laughs> they ask me less. They don't feel, I don't feel the pressure of like, when are we going to have kids? When are we going to have kids? It was the same. Kids. It was the same in our house too. And it came from my dad too, a lot. Like he was like, I want you to be educated. And, and also I, I, I have to say, I mean, I was raised by like the best dad ever. So he set a standard for men in my life too. Yeah. I mean, he always treated my sister and I like absolute with the most respect, like Queens yeah. would do anything for us, bend over backwards. So a lot of times I think that probably influences me as well. I'm like, well, you know, if you're not, if you're not meeting that standard, like I'm certainly not going to introduce you to my dad and I'm definitely not going to accept anything less than that. So. Good. Well, to end, I mean, unless you guys have anything else, but what, what I'm getting from this is, is honestly very bittersweet. It is incredibly sweet that all three of you were raised in such a way that you were told to stand on your own two feet and you were told to be strong and, and independent on your own. But the bitter side of that, is I don't know a single dude who has ever said that out loud because we've all been raised that way. No man was ever raised to, you need to find a woman and settle down and ever take care of you. Whereas that has been the norm for the other side for so long, for too fucking long. But I'm so glad that that is maybe starting to change. I mean, certainly with the three of you, definitely with my daughter now. So there's four of us at least. That, that I, I am so glad that that is maybe starting to change and starting to give some more freedom of just being a human as opposed to being a woman, whatever the mm-hmm. fuck that's supposed to mean. And that can be intimidating to guys. Mm-hmm. Good, good. If they're intimidated by that, fuck them. You're a bitch. Fuck them. Like, you know, we all, we all know what we want and what we got and what we can offer. And if that's too much for you because you need to be the alpha male and you can't handle the good, you know, Alpha males are dead. Middle it's over. Fingers. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's done. Y'all, uh, this was awesome. I, I had no idea where this was going to go, but this was fucking great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Bye. Love Bye. It.